things we're dealing with are threats to humanity unlike anything the world has ever seen before. We can bequeath our children a greener planet and a more prosperous future. That's what climate change is about. It is literally not figuratively a clear and present danger. If unprecedented changes are not made and made soon, there will be irreversible damage to the planet. Zero carbon. East tall. Hello and welcome to Zero Carbon Easter Series 5, Just Stop the Tories. I'm Ian Collins and this is the UK's number one environment-based podcast. If it's green, it's in. And I've got a funny feeling, Dale, we might be coming straight out of the traps with what is fast becoming our favourite feature, right wing nut. And there it is. And there it is. And actually, in a twist of your intro, if it's green, it's probably not in, right? The King's Speech. That's a good point, yes. If we were talking about the King's Speech, and this is a this is a right kettle of jiggery-pokery, isn't it? The King's Speech. I mean, it's just... I mean, I was watching it, and there's a bit of me that, you know, well, you know, history and tradition and all that, I, I, you know, quite like ornate buildings and old stuff. It's quite right. nice. But, you know, it is a bit weird. It is weird. It's a bit weird. And it, it comes weird. to something when the biggest clown in the room isn't a bloke wearing a crown and some bling. It's actually the person that wrote the speech, which wasn't him. Yes. And it's in a way, it's like they made a deep fake out of King Charles, isn't it? You know, they. Yeah, I don't think it was him. Because they made him I sit think there. It was AI. No, they made him sit yeah. there and say all of these things he didn't want to say. You know, it could be just like a deep fake, except he had to do it in person. And, you know, spit out all this stuff about drilling for oil and gas and energy security and all this bullshit that is straight from Rishi Sunak, obviously. Yeah, yeah. My government will double down on oil and gas expansion. It's like, what the f***ing what planet is? What is this? I mean, it's one thing kind of having a, a bit of an iffy agenda behind the scenes at number 10 going, well, when no one's looking, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get the old oil thing going again. But to, to say it out loud from the king's mouth, with a crown on mm. his head, on a throne, sitting next to a queen, with a crown on her head, on a throne. I mean, there's no hiding this shit. And didn't they look bored shitless? Both they looked like, well, firstly, you're right. They looked completely bored. And I, I, I don't, you know, I mean, we can talk about Charles all day, but and he's, I'm sure he's not perfect in his environmental mm. credentials. We know that. <laughs> but, I mean, he has over the years given it a go. He has. And fundamentally... I know he doesn't agree with what he read out. No, no. So he's in the right wing nut section for being the mouthpiece for a right wing nut. It's, we've got a double right wing nuts on week three. And I, I got really confused about the right king's nut. Um, right. <laughs> 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 That's all kinds of confusing. But we've uh, gone double nut in three weeks. <laughs> this is incredible. But policy-wise, the, the King's Speech, to come back to that, right, for me, the big picture is we've got all of this hot air about oil and gas, this bullshit about getting energy security that way. There's only 10% of North Sea reserves left from the total we started with. It can never give us independence in fossil fuel terms. So that's all bullshit. We got a lot of focus on that annual licensing for oil and gas, which is just posturing because they can license anytime they want to now. 
now. They don't have to wait like every five years or something. They can do it every month. So that yeah. was that was bullshit as well. And then there was a promise to seek more money for renewable energy. I mean, what do they mean, seek more money? They're the fucking government, right? Yeah. They're controlling vast sums of our money. They're going to seek more money for renewable energy. That's what we got. And, and then, you know, drill the shit out of the North Sea. But, you know... It's made Rishi Sunak very electable for the next year. Can't even say it without laughing. Really. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The thing is, I, I mean, I interview Tory MPs a lot. And of course, there are some people in the, the right wing nut territory. But when mm. I speak to these guys, they don't agree with this either. No, you can't agree with it, right? Because the the economics are are clear. There's no money in drilling for oil and gas, and and we can't lower energy bills, and we can't get energy security that way. And we can get twice as much bang for our buck in terms of jobs and economic growth if we spend the money instead on renewable energy. These are all facts, unarguable facts. So nobody in their right mind can support what Sunak is doing unless they're just desperate to get reelected, and they think this is the only chance that they have. And and there, I think, is is the core of the issue. I think. A bunch of them think exactly that, including Sunak. Well, I think, you know, there are other parties out there that are seen as more conservative to many of the Tories' core voters. And what they're worried is the kind of UKIP moment where UKIP over a course of a couple of elections a few years back, of course, totally scuppered bigger majorities for the Tories. Mm. And that's what they're concerned. It's that little group that I think they're going, if we can just bring them on side, Mm. um, we, we can make stuff happen. And even to the point that I would be confident enough to say that if, and this is such a big if, Rishi Sunak won the next election, then I don't believe he would carry on with this policy. Hmm. I think it would go away. They go, we've rethought it now. (laughs) Do you know why it makes sense? I think that's how much he doesn't. Somebody said to me quite recently, Rishi Sunak doesn't believe that. So you've got the king reading out stuff Uh, that he doesn't believe by a man who wrote that he doesn't, believe, that he doesn't believe either, and it's a pantomime. But what kind of fraud is Rishi Sunak if he will get elected based on something he doesn't believe in, only then turn his back on it and say, do you know what, we're going to go the other way? Well, all he's got to do is just convince people on the right of the party, look, if you're looking at this, and how many times have we said this, Dad? If you're looking at this solely from an economic capitalist point of view, there is much more money to be made in renewables, in following, it's almost like another industrial revolution, right? It is. Exactly and yet, that. and yet, for some reason, they seem incapable of imparting that. Go look, there's money in them. They're green hills, as we keep saying, mm. and that follow that, it'll create jobs. There's all sorts of other areas, but there's certain contingents in on those benches that can't get their head around that. Yeah, I think there there are two things going on. One is you're right. He's got to try and keep his party together keep the, the right-wing nuts of the Tory party kind of on board with this this kind of stuff and immigrant bashing and homeless people bashing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the other, of course, is trying to appeal to the electorate. And I think there he's made a big mistake. He may be keeping yeah. his party together, but he's making them unelectable. There's been no movement in the polls since Sunak embarked on this anti-green crusade of his. And I think there will be no movement, not in a positive direction for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of the opinion polls in our country show the vast majority of people want more action on the climate, not less. They believe in the green economy they want energy independence and nobody is fooled by this idea that we can drill for more fossil fuels and, and solve all our problems i mean it's the cause of all of our energy problems yeah and there's so little oil as you say out there anyway yeah, that it left. becomes more and more expensive to to try and mine this stuff because it's harder to get to so yeah. 
your return per barrel dwindles every working day. Yeah, and, and it's not just that. It's this big picture concept that we can become independent from fossil fuel dictators, you know, like Russia, who supplied only 4% of our gas, by the way, or anybody else you care to name, by drilling in our own North Sea. There is not enough in there. At the moment, yeah. we have half our gas from the North Sea. We let global markets set the price for that in the energy crisis and we pay 10 times more than normal for it that created the windfall profits for the energy companies and and the real hardship for tens of millions of people struggling to pay bills that had quadrupled you know this is the madness of the of the energy market and our reliance on fossil fuels and more drilling for fossil fuels doesn't solve that one bit as my old nan used to say dale what a bunch of twats <laughs> that was on a good day right on a very good day uh let's look about this just very quickly hottest year 2023 will be the earth's hottest year on record that's a bit disturbing yeah and at the same time not very surprising right because we had like i think the hottest july the hottest august i don't know what happened in september but i wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't as well and so it really wasn't this isn't, I want to say, actually, really not a very big surprise to hear that. Question from Rosie. If you were Prime Minister, Dale, for a week, what would you do to make Britain better? <laughs> There's some very tempting answers to that. There are. And, and I, just then I was thinking, well, I'll have to do something that the next person couldn't undo, right? Because I'm only in for a week. So what am I going to do? I don't really know. Maybe, no, I'm not going to speculate. Look, the, the big wins, the big easy wins to get us on the right path are to unban onshore wind and take the brakes off of onshore solar. Because these two technologies need no public money. They're very fast to build, 12 to 18 months from scratch, and the stuff is built and running. And we can get to 100% green electricity on the grid in less than 10 years if we just unban them. I mean, we don't need to fund this stuff. We don't need money for it. And we can create hundreds of thousands of jobs. So, I mean, that's the one thing I would do. But there's a lot of things I would do. It's probably all in my book. I, I don't know how much of it I could do in one week. But I mean, the, the title kind of says it all. So, Rosie, we thank you for your question. But buy the bloody book, for God's sake. <laughs> It's all in there. <laughs> it's all in the book. The new version on the way, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just updating the book for, I think it's going to be released by Penguin in March. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm going to finish it this weekend. There was a book bugle there as well, remember? No. Wow. Yeah, we used to have one of them. Bugles back, yeah. Uh, Beth says, uh, what are the simplest ways to encourage more meat eaters to go veggie or vegan? Oh, actually, I mean, in a way, we could hark back to a couple of episodes ago when the, the story in the news was a university done some research and concluded, I mean, it's, it's like obvious, but they concluded if you put graphic health warnings on meat products, then people would eat less. So I think that, I mean, that would be a great thing. Essentially, we've got to get in front of people the idea that it's bad for them. We've got to show them that it leads to long-term chronic illnesses, a lowering of the quality of life, as well as the length of life. And, and this stuff is just simply poisonous. And this is science, right? And we could do that with graphic images. It'd be nice if the government just came out and said, you know what, you should eat less animal products because it's not really good for you. That'd be nice. It's interesting, isn't it? Because more and more, I think people are, are being adventurous. When we finish recording this, Dale, I'm, I'm going to pop to home where uh, my other half, who has probably only just got up, lazy that one, frankly, um, she has made a shepherd's pie. It's a veggie shepherd's pie. It's lentil-based. Been giving this to the kids for the last couple of months. They absolutely love it. I defy anyone to say, I'd rather have the one with meat in it. It's completely nonsensical because you then realize when you eat stuff like that that actually all the flavors and stuff you're getting didn't come from the meat anyway <laughs> that's right it that's never came from the meat it came from no. the tomatoes it came from the carrots it came from the spices you yes, might add to it yes yeah the onions so, the garlic whatever it yeah, is, yeah yeah all of that all yeah. of that so yeah, it's, it's like a no bro so why would you want to eat meat and a shitload of red meat at that 
when you don't have to, to achieve something that actually tastes better. Yeah, that's right. We're victims of the big food industry and their marketing campaigns and their their control, basically, of government in terms of public health. You know, the, the government are afraid to put out the, the warnings that they need to put out because of the science, as they did with yeah. tobacco many, many years ago. They're afraid to do that. They're in hock to uh, big food, big agriculture, and, and that's um, – bit of a travesty i reckon but it'll all change right i mean if we look back in 10 years from now this will just be a quaint conversation and uh, yeah you know it'll have all changed let's look at the dutch because they've gone down <laughs> the toilet looking <laughs> for heat <laughs> yeah. what the hell is this about and i thought it was britain that had gone down the toilet but no. well there's that but the dutch have done it on purpose oh, well, <laughs> maybe have. we did it on purpose i'm not sure brexit yeah, was possibly well this is about sewage waste right yes uh, and and taking heat from the sewers actually which is interesting because obviously there's quite a bit of heat in poo and stuff and uh, you know, um, <laughs> if you've stayed at a youth hostel everyone knows what that means <laughs> <True enough. laughs> and, and we've been using uh, sewage for a long time to make energy uh, in our country and around the world you know you can break it down by anaerobic digestion you can make gas typically it got burned to make electricity which is throwing away half the energy and a bit wasteful but more recently it's been possible to clean it up and use it as gas but this is a slightly different idea this is about extracting the warmth from a bit like a heat pump we'll have to call this one a heat dump right yeah that's the one because it extracts heat from a dump <laughs> <laughs> heat dump that's just wait why don't they just call it that and have done with <laughs> i don't know i think that's that's beautiful frankly uh, <laughs> uh, let's that. talk about our good friends in australia of course now these swines will pollute anything they pollute their own dog if they could um so they've got the worst carbon footprint on the planet uh but uh, the state of victoria down under is apparently about to change all of that i mean what you've got here the, the aussies right the uh, the people on our planet with the biggest personal carbon footprint right it's bigger than the americans which is a surprising thing you know it's about time they gr- grabbed hold of this they've got so much sunshine it's untrue vast country loads of wind you know they ought to be 100 percent green energy already by now but here's victoria checking 600 million uh, aiming to build four and a half gigawatts of renewable energy and um Turns out they're the largest consumer of natural gas in the country anyway. So it's kind of in the context of Australia, what Victoria are doing could make a big difference. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, Mary says, what is the Trilateral Commission really about and why are elected leaders worldwide members of such organisations? Explain what it is, Dale. Uh, I don't f-ing know. It sounds like a, some kind of conspiracy theory. It's like, <laughs> what, what, what have the Illuminati got to do with anything? Oh, I don't, don't ask me. Are you a um, member of the trilaterals? Yes, the, the triites. The Trilateral Commission. Are we going to look really silly when we discover this is like the most important organization on the planet? It might be a real thing, but it could just be another one of them, you know, conspiracy yeah. theories, Illuminati, all that kind of stuff. I might have said that already. Well, you're into David Icke, territory. Have you heard from Mikey? <laughs> I haven't, he, no. Has he been back in touch? No, no he's, gone, he's gone dark on me. And you... T- <laughs> <laughs> you offered you offered him out, didn't you, to coin a phrase? <laughs> well, I just said, where are you getting your facts from? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you'd be up to debate with him, wouldn't you? Well, no, no, actually, no, he, he offered that to me, and I'm like, well, sorry, you're the guy that believes that shape-shifting lizard aliens right, run among us and rule the world from their base at the centre of the hollow earth, and you want to debate climate facts with me. Well, hang on, is that not true? <laughs> That's what I don't know. I mean, I do know. I watched Doctor Who. I watched Doctor Who, and I'm sure there was an episode. I thought it was a documentary, frankly. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was basically like, what, we want? you want to talk climate facts with me, and, and you believe this stuff? Come on. That's yeah, there's yeah, not a lot of point, point in that, right? But there, I think it was Matt Letizia who I said, where'd you get your facts from? That was about car sales. He said they were shrinking exponentially. I'm like, sorry, the stats say they've gone up 30%, which part of what you said is, you know, less true than the other. 
That's brilliant. You're trying to converse with madness uh, with some of these characters. That's right. It's not, it's not possible. Steve says, at Ecotricity, how do you balance the need to make a profit with your commitment to protecting the environment? It's a good, fair question. Yeah, it's a fair question. Listen, we've got a one-page environment policy. Uh, it's one side of A4 and it's not even full. And we have one statement on this that says, in any conflict between the environment and money, uh, then we put the environment first. So we're not here to make money for the sake of making money. We do make money in order to progress the mission. But our mission is sustainability and the environment is at the root of that. And so we won't make money at the expense of the environment. It's as simple as that. Uh, Lisa says, uh, what do you think are the biggest misconceptions people have about renewable energy? When we kind of touched on that at the beginning with the, the kind of Tory stuff, but what are the what are the areas you think that kind of scupper people? From my time spent in the right wing nut zone of media, TV and radio, with you know people like Farage and um, Mike Graham and Julia Hartley Brewer and people like that, I would say it's this: they say that there's not enough renewable energy to power the whole country. To which I tell them there's enough to do it like six times over. Actually, mm-hmm. they say. It's expensive, to which I tell them it's cheaper than fossil fuels by a long way. It's not reliable. Um, we have a more complicated discussion about that and the smart grid and how the national grids say that we can actually run 100% on renewable energy and they run the grid is what I say to them. So, you know, you can be a media pundit for the right wing, but you don't know more than the national grid when it comes to can we run on 100% green energy. And then apart from that, oh, it's all made in China. And then, of course, that, the beauty, right, why should we bother doing anything until China does so then I trot out the stats about China and how much they're doing and how they're world leading and they're making us look pretty poor. The China one is always the one that's meant to be the gotcha moment, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. It's the equivalent of Piers Morgan's avocados. Yeah. yeah which, uh, that's the as, one. as we all know, you know, just fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a final one, I like this, uh, from Peter. With the world feeling so gloomy, Dale, what are some of the things to be cheerful about right now? Well, I'm off to play football in a minute, uh, which always cheers me up. And after that, I might eat chips, and that always cheers me up. But other than that, you know, I think the march of green technology is unstoppable. The logic, the economics, the public opinion, it's all on our side. And, and you know, these things that look bad, so in the moment things look bad, but they're only bumps in the road and we get past them. Yeah, indeed. And Forrest Green have got another uh, replay in the FA Cup, right? <laughs> another bump in the road. <laughs> I thought you were going to well, say. Well, that's a reason to be cheerful. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, look, yeah, we've got a replay next Tuesday um, against Scarborough, and so that gives us another shot. And that's all fun, right? I mean, football's full of ups and downs like life is. It's the yeah. way it is. True enough. There it is. Dale, we'll speak in a week. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Cheers, Dale. If you want to follow Dale on social media, make sure you do it. Twitter.com slash Dale Vince. Facebook.com slash Dale Vince. And on TikTok, too. Zero carbon east off.